Welcome to Tech Talk for Teachers. I'm your host, Paul Beckerman. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. What's in the toolkit? What? What is in the toolkit? What's in the toolkit? Check it out. The topic of today's episode is tips for better research. Last week, we looked at how to conduct some preliminary research to find subtopics and search terms. If you missed that episode, you may want to go back and check it out. This week, we're going to use what we've learned to dive deeper into conducting effective research. You might want to think of this process as a funnel. We began with the broadest entrance to our topic, our main idea. That's the top of the funnel, the big open end. Through our preliminary research, we've gradually tightened our focus and limited what we might want to learn. That's the narrowing section of the funnel. Now we're ready to conduct a focused search that targets specific information that we want to learn, much like the small area at the bottom of the funnel. It's narrow and encourages us to really zoom in on our focused research goals. As we narrow our search, let's consider three quality resources as well as the strategies that work for each. What are some cool tech tools I can use? Two tips! Instructional technology! First, books. I know, your students probably don't go running to the book section when they're given a research assignment. Students seem to have shorter attention spans each year, and few of them seem to have the stamina to read an entire nonfiction book about their topic. Still, books are an important resource because they give us the big picture. Even if your students don't read the whole thing, reviewing a book can be used as an extension of what we did in our preliminary research step, a way to get the big picture. I like to have students skim the table of contents and get an awareness of that big picture. They can then compare this to their own list of subtopics. Then, when they find a chapter or section that specifically matches their needs, they can read that part to get a deeper understanding. They can also use the index in the back to find specific references to their topic. If it's a digital book, they can even do a search for keywords. This is an absolute game changer and time saver, especially for our most impatient researchers. I encourage students to try to find at least one book on their topic. Number two, online databases. Research databases are collections of resources, usually periodicals and reference books, that have been collected into an interface that is searchable. Because companies have probably invested a lot of resources into curating and creating these collections, the content is generally credible and of high quality. That makes them a great place to gain foundational information about your topic. If you're not sure what databases are available to you in your school, talk to your media specialist. They are experts on this topic. And number three, search engines. You'll probably notice that I saved this for last, even though it's probably the place most students will want to start. Actually, we did start here, didn't we? But not like the students might be tempted to do. We started here only to help make a plan. Now it's time to return to our search engines and mine the wealth of information available on the web. After all, more information is published here than anywhere else. That's part of the beauty. And that's part of the problem. There is so much information available with one simple search that the problem is often not, will I find anything, but rather... How can I sort through all of this? And what is actually good and credible? Our students can quickly be overwhelmed by the sheer quantity of information. Let's look at a few tips and strategies that can make our students more successful as they search. How do I use, How do I use this? Integration inspiration. Integration 
and ideas. First, have them use the search words and subtopics from their preliminary research. Encourage your students to use combinations of these terms to get more targeted results. Rather than only entering New York, they should put in New York and Ellis Island to find information that's more specific about Ellis Island in New York. Then, as they did during their preliminary research, have them scan their results. If the results are too general, have them add another search term to get more specific. If the results seem on target, then have them look at the titles and URLs to determine which will return the best information. The title seems like an obvious thing to scan since it can indicate what content might be in the result, but the URL is equally important to make sure they're finding quality resources. If it's a .com, the site's probably trying to sell something. There may be quality content tucked in there, but there will probably be a bias toward a featured product or service. If it's .gov, it's a site sponsored by the government and is generally well-researched and fact-checked. If it's .edu, it's being published at a college or university. .org means it's sponsored by a nonprofit organization. Any of these sources can contain bias, but noting the URL can help your students identify that bias as they look more critically at the resource. Second, refine your results. Your search string is the string of terms and words you include in the search box before pressing enter, and there are several search strategies you can use when developing your search string. While each database, website, or search engine may be slightly different, there are some general universal strategies that your students should know. One key concept is that there are two different types of search, natural language and Boolean. Natural language search is the one that people probably use the most because it's intuitive. It's simply typing in a list of keywords, a phrase, or a question. Online search algorithms are getting very good at understanding what we mean when we type these in. But they're still not always accurate. The key is selecting the most important keywords to add to the string. For example, a student might type in the natural language question, why is the Timberwolves population in Minnesota declining? The second strategy are Boolean operators. And the process is using operators like and, not, and or to narrow or broaden the scope of your search. Using and between words includes both and limits the search. Or requires one word or the other and broadens the search. Not eliminates a word from the search. For example, a student might use this Boolean string, Timberwolf and Minnesota and population not basketball. It's important to realize that when you're putting in a natural language search, a space generally means and. So now let's look specifically at search engines. There are lots of search engines available online, so pick the one that you like the best. Since Google is the most popular by far, we'll focus on that one for some tips. Google has some specific advanced search tips, which can help you limit your search even more. The first is to type in the word site, S-I-T-E, followed by a colon, and then put your web address. So for instance, site, colon, mnzoo.org. This will search just that site. Or you could put in site colon dot org. Now it will only search dot orgs. And then of course put your key terms in with that. Another one is in title colon. So I-N-T-I-T-L-E colon. If you use this prefix with your search term like in title colon wolf, it will search for that term in the titles only. Another search is file type colon, and then a type of document like PDF, DOC, PPT for PowerPoint. That will search just for those types of documents. Another advanced search is link colon, and then your web address. 
This will look for sites that are linking to the site that you specified. And finally, if you use an asterisk, this is a wildcard, and it's a placeholder for any character. So if you typed in danger asterisk, it would pull danger and dangerous and dangerously. Anything that starts with danger, because then the wildcard comes after that. If you don't know how to spell a word or you think there's multiple spellings, replace that letter with an asterisk. So those are a few tips to help you research a little bit better and more efficiently. Of course, finding information is only part of the process, so join us next week as I look at making sure the content we find is high quality and credible. To learn more about today's topic and explore other free resources, visit avidopenaccess.org. Be sure to join Rena, Winston, and me every Wednesday for our full-length podcast, Unpacking Education, where we are joined by exceptional guests and explore education topics that are important to you. Thanks for listening. Take care. And thanks for all you do. You make a difference.